Hi, you're listening to the Hope Church Sermon Podcast. At Hope, our mission is to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Now, join us as we listen in on a sermon from last Sunday. It is our hope that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. Hey, well, good morning. Come on, someone's excited to be in the house today. Hey, we're glad that you guys are here today. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Hope Church. It's our family Sunday. We're so thankful to have all of our families in the house today. A couple times a year, we bring out all the kindergarten and up, all the kindergarten students and up to watch their parents, to watch their parents worship. But hey, guys, you heard the announcement. All the men, if you're a man in here today, raise your hand. If you're not sure, you just, uh, just ask the person next to you, and they'll let you know, like, hey, raise your hand. Like, hey, hey, all the men here, you need to go to Warrior Conference. Here's the deal. I made a commitment to these men that we're going to take 20 guys to this conference. I think we could take more than that. So here's the deal. we got to get you signed up, okay? So don't, miss, don't say, well, I'll go next year. Hey, you may not, may not be here next year. You, you, who knows what happened next year? There may not be a Warrior Conference next year. This is the inaugural Warrior Conference in Florida. This is a ministry that's happening up in uh, Boston where they have thousands of men gathering together. And uh, I, I want to show up. I want to represent. I love this church. You, this, you guys are my people. So men, sign up. Don't wait. Guys, you can take a day and a half of work off, okay? Trust me, your wife needs a break from you anyways. Come on, somebody. All the ladies said amen. I know that's right. If you need a break from your husband, sign up for them. Sign up for them. Dinah, sign me up. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I was already going. <laughs> She's like, you got to get there. And so we, Warrior Conference is going to be amazing. It's going to be an incredible time. Uh, it's a Thursday night. It's at the end of the month. It's Thursday night, Friday. We'll be back Saturday right after lunchtime. It's going to be an incredible time. If you're new to Hope Church, you want to get to know some of the guys of Hope Church, some of the men of Hope Church, please come out for that. Sign up. It's going to be an incredible time. I, I know God's going to do an incredible work, and we're helping lead this thing, and Gabe's going to be leading worship there as well, and I'm going to be there on stage helping us get, get in, in, the, in, the, in the right mindset to hear from God's Word. It's going to be an incredible time. We want you guys to be there. We're in group season. Around you, there's a piece of paper or a flyer that says community groups. Around you, it looks like this. If you don't have one, it's okay. You can go to hopewintergarden.com, and you can click on groups. There's already 100 adults signed up in groups already, 100 adults, which means this. If you haven't signed up yet, you're missing out because there's 100 people in here. And we, have two, we have one more service to go after this. And so that, that means there's, there's more of you guys that can sign up for a group. And some of the groups have already maxed out. They've already shut down their registration. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for you. So make sure you sign up for a group. I know it's going to be an incredible season. I was talking to a friend of mine just yesterday. We were talking about his group. He has a men's group. Uh, there's, a, there's a nighttime men's group. There's a morning time men's group. And, and, um, and, and he was saying, man, I'm so excited about this group. It's a group that I'm going to at nighttime. And I, I'm not leading it. I'm looking forward to it. I've got a men's group that starts next week. Now, here's the deal about groups. Some of them start this week. They, they start literally on Tuesday. And I don't want you to, I don't want a Thursday. I don't want you to miss out on the groups. So you're like, I'll sign up next week. This is the week to sign up so that you can get an email letting you know the groups are starting what day and what time for you to be there. So hopeintergarden.com, click on groups. Do not miss a group. Freedom group is going great. I was in bed the other night. I was talking to Diane about freedom group, and I realized we haven't ordered the books for freedom. But I ordered the books for freedom group in bed. I'm laying there from the convenience of my, of my, 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 my bed there. We got the freedom groups, and, and probably we're going to run out of those books, and that's going to be another great group. And you've heard me say this already last week, but it's our goal that everyone in the church goes through freedom group at, at some point while you're here at Hope Church. Now, everyone can't go through it this season. It's, it's getting pretty close to being full. If it'll probably lock, we'll probably lock it today is what she's saying. She's saying it's pretty close. They got a big house, but we can't put 100 people in there, okay? I mean, we can try, though. If it's for the Lord, why not? You know what I'm saying? And um, 
and Chantel and Craig are going to do an, killer, going to do an incredible job and a killer job with that. Hey, um, there's some pictures on the screen of our kids' ministry. Our kids' ministry is a, is a growing area in our church. And I'm so thankful for, uh, for Ryan and his team of volunteers that lead our, 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 our kids and our, our next gen. They're doing an incredible job. And we're helping kids know who God is at a young age. We're helping kids how to learn how to find freedom at a young age and how for them to discover their purpose and for them to go out and for them to go out and make a difference. That's what we want for even your kids. The same thing we want for our adults, we want for our kids. So Ryan says this so eloquently every single time he's in front of us. Like when, you're, when your kid goes to kid, kids ministry, it's not daycare. We're training next generation leaders in there. We're training future world changers for the kingdom of God. You know, I told one of our friends the other day, like, God, they, they've taken God out of school, but I believe this. We're going to send them back in, but we're going to send them through the shape of your kids, your sons and your daughters. So God's going back in there. They're going to go through. They're going to go through. Yes, a few of us are excited by that. He's going back in there. He's going to look like elementary students and middle school, high school students. And Ryan and Emily are at schools almost every single week, going to be there and pouring into our students and, and loving them and, and, and dropping off cold bottles of water and Gatorade in Jesus' name. And we're serving these teams. We're trying to reach athletes so we can connect them to Jesus so they can go back into their teams and their teams. we got kids that are represented on, on a lot of campuses around, around, around this city. If you have a middle school, high school student, make sure you get them to come to students. God's doing an incredible thing. So here's what I wanted to do, all that to say this. Can we put our hands together for all of our kid workers, all of our people who are serving our elementary, preschool? <clears throat> They're training the next generation. I had a great mom and a great dad, but I had a great church. Like moms and dads, we, we, can, we, can, we can do a lot, and a lot of you guys are doing good things, and you're helping your kids learn who God is, and you're doing a good job, and we're doing an okay job. We're doing our best to make sure they know who God is. And, but we, we're so thankful for our kids' ministry at this church. Here's what I want you guys to know. The kids ministry, we have kids in kids ministry. If it ain't good, we'll just fire who's, in, who's ever in charge of that. Because we want, our kids in, we want our kids invested in. It's important to us. We have kids in the, in the youth group, middle school and high school. And we, we believe in that. We're vetting those, those youth leaders. We tell Ryan and Emily, we want to know who they are. We want to make sure they're the kind of people that we want our kids to be like. And so I'm so thankful for all the people that all of our, all of our dream teamers that serve in the next gen area. It's a vital role in our church. And I'm just so thankful um, for all that they're doing um, to make, really, they're making our city better. They're, they're, they're leading these kids to, they're one day they're going to become, they become adults. I'm so thankful for all the areas in our church that are growing. I'm thankful for the worship and all of our, all of our first, I mean, so many great things are going on. I was talking to a friend of mine last night. He said, do we love this church? Tears in his eyes. We, we haven't, we've only come for a few months, but we, we're, there's something here. I don't know. I, we, we, we've been trying to put the words around. He goes, but something's happening here and we're glad to be a part of it. We, we want to give back. We want to pour back into this place. And, and last night we were putting up pipe and drape and he said, I want to let you know this, no, this matters because there's, there's something that's going on special about the, about the, about the lives of the people in this church. I want to say this about groups, and then I'll preach the word of God for just a moment, that groups are, groups are one of the best things about this church. Yeah. Sundays are awesome, but, like, the sweet sauce is the people. Like, we are, we are the people. Like, the church is the people. It's the ecclesia. It's the, the Greek word is the called out group of people. God's called us out to live different lives. Yeah. And so we want to invite you to be a part of the story. We've been in a series on prayer. It's called talking to Jesus. And that's, if you ever wonder what the definition of prayer is, I think sometimes you come to church and they give us a word. We have no idea what the word means. We have no idea. I don't, know what that, I don't, even, know, I don't even know how to talk to prayer. I don't even know what prayer is. Prayer is just talking to Jesus. But here's what we hope that you've realized in this season. We hope you realize this, that, that prayer is a posture that prepares you for anything. Prayer is a posture that prepares you for anything. Sometimes I think that we think that uh, prayer is like an umbrella. When things come out, we just pop that up. When it starts raining, we just pop that umbrella and we just start walking. Like, okay, cool. It's, here, come, here comes something bad. Prayer is a posture that will prepare you for anything in life. 
You have a financial problem? Prayer is the posture you want to be in. You have a family problem? Come on, we all got, if, I'm in my family, so I know my family's got problems. Every family's got a problem. If you've got a problem, prayer is, is the posture you want to be in. Relational needs, relational issues, relational struggles, relationships are weird anyways. If you anything you need, any problem that you have, prayer is the posture you want to be in. It'll prepare you for anything. You're like, well, I got, I got, a, I got, a, I got a GED. That's good. That'll get you a job. I have, I have a college, I have a college degree. Cool. That might help you get, might, might help you get a job today. I've got some experience. I'm a doctor. I, I sit with doctors and, and lawyers in this church, and you, all those things. And when we sit and talk, it's great that they have all the information. I had, I had lunch with one of the top uh, hand surgeons in, in, in the area in, in just a few weeks ago, and I said, man, how much school did you go to? He was showing me pictures of, of alligator bites from fire guys and restoring people's limbs and nerves. and re, re, So many things that people can do nowadays. They can take out parts of your, your ligaments and tendons and put them in other places of your body and, and make them work again. I was so impressed by what he did. But when I sit with these men and women in our church, they tell me, prayer is the deal, though. Prayer will prepare you for anything. You can go to, you can go to med school all you want, and it's awesome. I'm glad my, my brother-in-law's a chiropractor. I, li I like he's a chiropractor. Come on. My alignment's right. You know what I'm saying? Praise God for the chiropractors. But here's what I know. Uh, the posture that I want to be in, whether my back hurts, my leg hurts, my ankle hurts, I want to be in a posture of prayer. It'll prepare you. It'll prepare you for anything. Here's the second thing that I think you need to know. I asked I ask this question in my notes. Are you prepared? Here's the second thing about prayer we want you to know, just before we even get in the Word today. Prayer isn't something you pull out when it starts to pour. Prayer isn't something that you pull out when it starts to pour. Just get in it. Like, just the, the, like get, is prayer a priority in your life? Just, just, just start having a life of prayer. The Bible actually tells us, the Apostle Paul tells this church in Thessalonica, hey guys, don't stop praying. Like, pray without ceasing. Prayer is the posture that you want to be, just get used to being in a posture of prayer. Don't use prayer, don't use prayer as a backup. Sometimes prayer is our, is our last resort, and, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not preaching at you, I'm preaching to me this morning. Sometimes prayer is my last option. I'm like, I, I try to figure it all out. I'm, I'm like you. I'm, I, I, wanna, I can figure out th a lot of things by myself, but I want to get into the posture of prayer so where when, thing, when things start to pour, I'm, just, I'm already ready to go. I, I, I'm, already ready to, I'm already ready to live this, live this thing out. Jesus illustrates prayer and how we should pray in John chapter 14. I want to read it to you if I can today. Well, I'm going to. You're not going to stop me. John chapter 14, verse 1. The Bible just realized that as I was asking the question. Uh, John chapter 14, verse 1 says this. Moms and dads, I want to let you guys know, I'm, also, I'm glad your kids are here. And today is noisier than normal, and we're okay with that. So all the parents are like, oh, I wish my kid. It's all good. It's all good. My kid's on the front row. He's not even paying attention, so it doesn't even matter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm not mad. I did, we, I did, before I get into the word, I, I'm going to, but our, my, my neighbor came today, and my, my son is a, my son is a, he, he's picked up on a lot of things in this church, and, and we're supposed to bring people to church. And um, John's been asking us, man, I gotta bring Aiden, I gotta bring Aiden, I gotta bring Aiden, I gotta bring Aiden. I'm like, bro, we go so early. This morning I woke up, I left, normally we come together and I get donuts. I didn't get donuts today, obviously. It was, it was a very first world problem my kids experienced today. I woke up this morning, I put on my, my, my big baggy pants, put on my shiny dress shoes, put on my white Windermere Police Department shirt on, and put my tie on, I put my badge on, I put my name clip on, I put my, my chaplain cuffs on. I got to go pray for over an, pray uh, at, a, at a memorial service, at a dedication service for an officer who lost his life in 2014. And I want to let you know that, man, I just, we, we, and so I got to leave and got going, and I, I was already there before he woke up, and, and Diana got to go, and I just, I just believe this, man, we ought to bring people with us. Some of you guys in this church, some of you guys, you have a complaint in this church. And it's not a bad complaint. Your complaint right now is, it, it's, or your complaint has been in the past, it's too cold. 
I realize the antidote to cold churches, it's more people. Because it's hot today. Come on, it's, it's warm in here today. I don't know what happened. Someone said, hey, we got to turn this air. It's cold. And I don't know how cold it is because I'm usually up here. So, like, I can't even, I'm not mad at you. I just, I don't experience what you experience. I'm up here in the lights. Like, if you don't want to be cold, and pray that God will give you the gift of preaching. You can have my job. I'll sit on there. Come on. There's days where I've, trust me, there's days a Christian told me last week, sometimes I don't feel like a Christian. Sometimes I don't feel like coming. I said, honestly, bro, sometimes I don't like to either. I love to, I love to sit out there. You know what I'm saying? Dinah's like, just preach. John chapter 14. I love this verse. One of my favorite verses in the Bible. The Bible says in John chapter 14, verse 1, don't let your heart be troubled. That, wouldn't that be nice, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be nice if we could train our heart to not be troubled? Wouldn't it be nice if we could trust in God and trust also in Jesus? He's talking to the, the guys right now. He's talking to a handful of, uh, of believers. He says, there is more than enough rooms in my father's house. If this were not so, I would have told you. I would have told you that. And he says to the guys, hey, guys, I'm going to go prepare a place for you. When everything is ready, I'm going to come and get you so that you'll always be with me wherever I am. Jesus is about to leave the earth. He's telling the disciples, don't let your hearts be troubled. I'm going to go build the house. Come on, how many of you guys know that God's in heaven and he's preparing a place for his sons and daughters? He's going to have a perfect place for you. Some of our friends just moved recently and they love their home. You're going to love your home in heaven. It's a lot nicer. You might like your cabinets here on earth. You're going to really like your cabinets in heaven. You, some of you guys are here, you hate your mortgage on earth. You will not hate your mortgage when we get to heaven because God's paid your mortgage for you. You're going to be there. Let's put our hands together that God's already paid our mortgage for us when we get to heaven. Come on, somebody, debt free in heaven. Some of you are like, God, come now. Come now, Lord. Two months behind. Overspent like rest of America. Let me, God, come back. Come back now. He says, I'm, I'm preparing a place for you. He says in verse 5, no, we don't know where you're going. The guy said, Jesus, we don't know where you're going. Thomas said, we have no idea where you're going. So how can we know the way? Good news for you and I, we don't know the way, but Jesus made a way. Verse 6 said, Jesus told him, I am the way, and I am the truth, and I am the life. And no one can come to the Father except through me. Church can't get you to heaven. Being religious can't get you to heaven. Being a good person cannot get you to heaven because none of us are good enough. Being perfect is impossible. Jesus says, I will get you. I will send you the coordinates to heaven. Not only will I send you the coordinates, but I will come down, and when it's ready, I will grab you, and I will take you up there. I will Uber you to heaven. Some of you guys are like, that is not in my Bible. He's looking down. I do not, well, I do not know what he is reading out of. That's the modern-day translation. God didn't take into account Uber when he wrote this. <laughs> if you had really known me, you would know who my father is. From now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. Can I ask you a question? Hey, do you really know who God is? Because here's what Jesus says to him. Hey, guys, if you knew me, we've been hanging out for years now. We, we've gone way back. You've heard my be guys, you've heard my best sermons. Guys, you saw my biggest miracles. Guys, You've heard, my, you've, you've heard me pray. You've seen me pray. I've taught you. Guys, do you really know me? We've rolled for so long. Di and I have been married for 16 years, and we dated for three and a half years prior to that, uh, 20, 20 plus years of, of running with each other and knowing each other, 21 years of, I've known her longer than I, than I, than I, I, I knew, I've known her more, I've known, I know her more than I just was by myself for those 18 years. I've known her for a long time. He tells us, hey, do, I really know Diana, but God said, do you really, God said, do you really know who I am? Come on, guys. So Philip says in verse 8, or verse 7, he goes, if you had really known me, you would have known who my father is. From now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. Jesus, I'm right here. Philip said this, 
Lord, show us the Father, and we'll be satisfied. Isn't that like us? God, would you just show up, God? Meanwhile, he's shown up. Isn't that, isn't that us? God, I wish God would show up. Yeah, he, he, you, you have a job. I wish God would bless my finances. He gave you the finances. He's saying, I wish you would steward them well. I wish God would. I, I, had, I got a call the other night from a friend of mine. She was saying, um, she was saying I, I, got, I, got to get my kid, I got to get my kid to your youth group. And I was telling my friend recently, I, I get triggered when people say, I, I, my friend, they really needs church. My friend really needs church. My friend really needs church. I get triggered because I'm like, why don't you go first? Why don't you be an example and they'll follow you? And if you're an example enough, they're going to want to follow you. What kind of example are we setting? He goes, if you knew me, guys. So Jesus says, hey, guys, I, I'm right here. I've been with you all this time, yet you still don't know where I am. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? I'm right here. God is Father and he's Son and he's Spirit. John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was God. Genesis 1, 1 says, in the beginning was God. He's always been, he always will be. One of our kids asked me recently, when is God's birthday? I didn't have one, he always has been here. The beginning, you find the beginning, that's God's birthday. He's always, we've been here. This is way too complex, by the way, to be an accident. Just wanted to throw that in there. I believe in creation, by the way, because I know the one who created everything. I'm so thankful for the God that we serve. He says, hey, are you, verse, so verse, uh, verse 10, he says, don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak are not my own. I can't, Jesus said, I'm speaking God's word. I'm speaking the truth. But my Father who lives in me does his work through me. I want to let you know in here today, that could be for you too. Like God wants to do a, God wants to do a work, oh, he wants to do a work in you. Not only does he want to do a work in you, he wants to do a work, a work through you. If God can get it through you and he believes he's going to get it to you, he wants to do something in and through you and I. And the Bible, the Bible tells us, you, don't, you can be any age. These sweet little kids in here today, we believe, we, we, we firmly believe that God's got an anointing on your kid's life and he can use them in an incredible way. All the kids in my, all the kids in my neighborhood, my, my son knows all the kids in the neighborhood. The other day he walked out, of, he's like, he, was in the, he, was in the, um, he was in the kitchen, in the junk drawer. Anybody want to be honest today and, say, and let us know they got a junk drawer? Thank you. All the real people in here. If you ain't got a junk drawer, find a new church. Come on, somebody. If you don't got a junk drawer, something's wrong with you. I mean, you're a psychopath. <laughs> we all have a junk. He was digging, and he got an invite card. He's in, he doesn't care if you go to church or if you don't go to church. He's inviting you to church. Yeah, you, like, unless he sees you at your church, he's inviting you. So he says here in this passage of Scripture, he goes, hey, guys, I just... God, God says, I want to do a work in you. Verse, it, this, gets, this gets so good. Listen to verse 11. Just believe that I am the Father, and the Father is in me, or at least believe because of the work that you've seen me do. Hey, verse 12 is killer. We, you, verse 12 is going to open up your eyes. Listen to this. Verse 12 says this. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me, get church, listen to this. Anyone who believes in me, Will Jesus speaking? These are red letters. Just read it, Wes. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works that I have done. And even greater things. All the things you you have the there, there is something in you to do greater things. I, I used to read the story of the of the of the early church, Acts chapter 2, thousands of people got saved, baptized. That's an incredible story, right? Nod your head. 
that was awesome. I met Diane, I met Diane in 2000. And in 2003, we got on an airplane, flew to the Philippines, the furthest flight I'd ever been on. You don't fly straight to the Philippines. You fly to Hong Kong first, I think, and then from Hong Kong to the Philippines. I don't remember how we flew. We got there. It's 20 hours of travel. We get there, and we all week long, we're inviting people, inviting people, inviting people, inviting people, going out, inviting people, inviting people, inviting people, inviting people. That night, her dad preached the gospel. We're inviting to this thing called the Jesus Saves Crusade. They were calling it the one in a, the, the one in a million. And I was in the Luneta Grandstand, Manila, Philippines. A million people heard the gospel. Monsoon rain. The screens were falling down. The speakers still work. Dinah's dad witnessed to the, by Dinah's dad witnessed to the president of the Philippines before he even got to preach the message. A million people. I got the opportunity to go back a little bit later and, they, and they, we were letting these youth pastors preach at these different schools and I'd go there and I, I wasn't even a youth pastor yet. I was in training still. How many of you guys know you're in training? But it starts today. The best time to start was yesterday. The second best time is today. I tell young leaders all the time, I was telling Matt, Matt, if you want to be a youth pastor, that starts right now. I told Matt on Friday. On Saturday, I go look on my Instagram. He's at one of our students' football games. It starts now. Whatever you want to see your kids and your family do, go first. Be the example. If you want your kids to serve one day, that starts right now. You join the dream team. We've, we've we have some of our kids, they're joining the dream team and then their parents are coming after them. You, you, mom, dads, go first. And I wish my wife would get in a group. Why don't you get in a group? Wish my husband would get in a group. You get in a group, ladies, and keep on growing. Like, you, you grow. If you grow and people see the evidence, they see the greater things, people will follow that. I was telling a friend of mine yesterday, like, you, you get on the team, your friends will get on the team. When you go to a group, whatever group you're going to go to, those group leaders are going to be talking about serving. They're going to be talking about giving. It's how we do this, by the way. Giving is how we do all this. It's how we've made a ripple effect in this community. We're making a huge difference here. The giving, the serving, the relationships. Like, you, you be an example. We've got moms and dads that are driving from 45 minutes away to be here on Sunday morning. They'll drive back home. They'll bring their son back to be here tonight for youth group because it's important. They know what's happening there. They, their, their, son's life's, their son's life is being changed. We have that happen all across the way. People will drive 45 minutes on a Sunday morning to get here, and they'll come back four hours later to drop their sons and daughters off. You go first. You be the example. People will follow that. Man, I hope my kids tithe one day. You, you, hope he never did anything, by the way. I watched my dad grow up going to black church. If you ain't been to black church, as far as I'm concerned, you haven't lived yet. In black church, my sister's right there. I don't even know if she remembers it. In black church, these men, when the, offering pas- when the offering basket goes by, you know what I'm going to say, they'll give a $100 bill and say, let me get 93 back. I'm like, that's an easy one to tithe off of. You know what I'm saying? It's just 90 back. <laughs> you keep 90. And I would see that happening. I saw my dad do that. You know what I do every single week? I, we, every single week we, we get paid. The first thing we do, we give God the first. If you give God the first, he'll bless the rest. Some of us are giving God the rest, and he never blesses the first. So we did that. That's, that's what we, I saw my dad do it. So I did it. I just, I want to do all, anything, everything in this book says, I, just, I want to do what's in the book. Jesus gave. I want to give. I want to serve. Jesus served. I want to pray. Jesus taught me how to pray. So I got one more verse and we're going we're gonna to worship one more time. First, the band can come up, um, whoever is leading us today. Verse 12 says, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works that I've done and even greater things because I'm going with the Father. I'm going to be with the Father. Verse 13. 
You, this, is, this is where the message is at today. One of the messages. Verse 13 says, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it. And so the son came. The, so, I'm sorry. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the son can bring glory to the father. You can ask for anything. It was going to bring glory to God. And then verse 14 says this, yes. Ask me for anything in my name and I'm going to do it. Guys, you can ask me for anything. This week I explained to my kids the difference between a need and a want. God will supply all your needs. Here's what you need to say in case you're, you're like, I don't know what I need. You need oxygen, you need food, you need water, and you need shelter. There's one more thing I'll need that. Here's, here's what I'm going to give you two things today. Two things, two more things. Talking to Jesus is not about asking God for more stuff. We're really good at that. I, he, he knows what you want and he knows what you need. He knows both. Sometimes we just, we get so used to like, I'm going to God, I'm going to God, I'm going to go to God. Talking to Jesus is so much more than just asking God for more. But here's the cool thing about God. Here's what's so good about God is you can ask God for more. But it's so much more than asking God for more. He says, you're going to see greater things happen in my name. This next point's powerful. Talking to Jesus is not about asking, is, is, is about asking God for more of him. It's not about asking God for more. It's about asking God for more of him. That's what he wants for you. He, he, he has so many more things he wants, to, he wants to give you. The Bible says that God is full of promises from the very beginning to the very end, church. He has so many promises for you. He wants to give you those promises. Well, I don't know why I'm not receiving the promises, but because maybe God's not receiving the obedience. Here's the deal. If you can't steward what you have, God's not going to give you more to mess up. Why would he do that? I'm not going to give my, I'm not gonna give my, my kid a keys to the car at 16 and say, go wherever you want, do whatever you want to do. If you want to drive to Alabama, drive to Alabama. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to put some restrictions around her. I'm going to see if she can obey me in the little things, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bless her in the greater things. God's asking you today, what he, I believe what he wants for more than any of us is he wants us, to, he wants us to want more of him. The Bible says if he takes care of the birds, he takes care of the, of the, of the animals, how much more will he take care of you? If, he's, if he dresses the lilies, don't you think he wants to take care of you? I love our God. The Bible says that he opens up the flowers and he closes the flowers. He brings the tide up and he brings the tide back, low tide, high tide. He does all that by the, by the hands and by his voice. When he spoke, I literally believe that the heavens and the earth came out of his mouth. That's how big I believe God is. Some of y'all think God took out a little stencil and drew it out there and said, boom, let him do that. I believe he spoke heaven. I believe stars came out of his mouth. That's how big. I can't find chapter and verse for it, so don't come at me like, you're theologically incorrect. That's how big I believe he is. He's big. Do you believe he's big? Talking to Jesus isn't about asking God for more. Talking to Jesus is about asking God for more of him. And so here's what I want for you today, church. I want to invite you to ask him for more. I want to invite you to stand to your feet right now all across the way, heads bowed, eyes closed. And I just want you to ask God for more of him. Sure, you, you're like, well, I, need, I really need this thing. If you need to ask him for that thing, fine, ask him. But what he really wants is for you to ask him for more of him. Caleb and these leaders today, they're leading out of the, out of the presence of God. They've asked God, God, would you, would, you, would you use me today, God? Would you flow through me? And out of their private worship, they're able to lead us in public worship. So they can't show up today and say, hey, you guys ask God for more because we're asking, they're not going to ask you to do anything that they're not willing to do. So your head's bowed, eyes closed. Maybe you want to open up your hands in front of you today. And would you say, God, I want more of you, God. God, I just want more of you, God. I, I don't even know what that means, God, but I just want more of you, God. That, that's simple. That, the prayer is simple today. God, I just want more of you. 
God, I just, I want more of your presence, God. I want more of your power, God. I, need, I want more of your strength. God, I want to know more about your name. I want to know you, God. God, I, I want to know whatever it is that you want me to know, God, but I want to know you, God. Oh, God, we want to know you today. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to know more about Hope Church, please feel free to visit us at hopewintergarden.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Winter Garden. We hope you have a blessed day.